Welcome to This Week in Video Games, Episode 7. My name's Tom Kershaw, and I hope you're doing well and having a good week. This is a podcast all about the world of video games. This week, we're going to get into the impact of streaming services in video games. We'll take a look at the current market, the new players about to enter the game, a look at how streaming services have impacted TV and speculating what could happen in video games. In the news this week, Nintendo have announced Pokemon Sword and Shield, as well as announcing a new Labo VR build-your-own headset. Also, Season of the Drifter has started in Destiny 2, and Microsoft have announced a discless Xbox One. So if you want to get involved in the show, email us on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or check out the latest on the website. Send in your questions, comments and video game stories. We're always interested in hearing from you. We're also available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. So search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in the conversation. Welcome to the show everyone, I hope you're doing well and you're all having a good week. So this week I'm trying out my new equipment and my mobile recording studio while I'm away from London on my winter holidays. Uh, Hopefully the sound is all good and uh, once again thank you so much for taking the time to download or stream This Week in Video Games. I really do appreciate every listen that we get and uh, appreciate you taking the time out to hang out with me each week and talk about video games. So just before we get into what I've been playing this week, I wanted to plug another video games podcast. So uh, Games My Mum Found is a podcast where each week the host dives into a different retro game. Some of them are great, some of them are not. Um, So you can find that on Podbean. That's gamesmymumfoundpodcast.podbean.com. And uh, yeah, check out Games My Mum Found. It's a really, really cool podcast all about retro games. So check it out. Right. Let's get into what I've been playing this week. So this week I've mainly been playing my Switch as I've been travelling. So I finally got on to get into Hollow Knight and I've been playing through more of uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 for the Game Guild. Hollow Knight is absolutely fantastic. It's great. It's a really good time to be uh, playing through the game uh, just before the DLC comes out really soon as well. So uh, I tried playing Hollow Knight before but I, I really couldn't get into it. But recently playing through it, it's really got its claws into me, and I I can really recommend it on Switch. Uh, it's available on pretty much all platforms, I think. Um, it's, a, it's available through Steam, um, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Switch as well. So if you haven't checked out Hollow Knight, uh, please do, because uh, it, it's really, really good. In Super Mario Bros. 2, I've been continuing to play through that for the Game Guild. Um, I was kind of hoping to have finished it by now, um, but... Um, I've managed to get to the end of World 2 and I've, I'm taking on Triclyde at the minute. He's the three-headed dragon who shoots fire, but I'm yet to defeat him. Um, so don't forget to send in your Super Mario Bros. 2 stories and memories to the podcast on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com and let me know how you're getting on with Super Mario Bros. 2 because, uh, yeah, we really want to finish that and get through that game so we can move on to something else with the new Game Guild. And if you've got any ideas uh, about any other games that you want to play through for Game Guild, that's the uh, book club for video games. Uh, Send in your comments and uh, your game suggestions to podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com 
and uh, yeah, we'll take in those suggestions and uh, we'll read a few out on the podcast. So first up this week, I wanted to take a look at the impact of video game streaming services could have on the industry. Uh, as we all know, they've had a major impact on TV, movies and music. And uh, we could be just round the corner from a revolution in the world of video games. So technology and content have aligned to create the perfect environment for video game streaming services to innovate. Streaming services, they're definitely coming to video games. In many ways, they're already here. But now as some of the biggest players in the game, they're unveiling their plans and implementing strategic shifts that could have a lasting impact on how we play the games that we love. Uh, new players with deep pockets, they're coming into the gaming space and they could be about to shake up an industry that's been spearheaded by Nintendo, Sony and Microsoft for the last 20 years. Uh, Google recently announced their keynote at the upcoming GDC in San Francisco from March 18th until the 22nd, 2019. And they're rumoured to be discussing or perhaps unveiling the next steps for Project Stream, uh, which we'll get into in a little bit. Microsoft also have their eyes on GDC by semi-announcing and then swiftly deleting their plans to unveil Xbox Live to Nintendo Switch and other mobile devices. A seismic shift is about to happen in the gaming space. Whereas the infrastructure has kind of been there for a few years now in the video and the audio space, the gaming space is a little bit different because you need a lot more bandwidth um, to get uh, all of that data to the audience and also um, get that input and that feedback from players. So lag issues in this day and age wouldn't be acceptable by customers in the current market. So, and obviously service providers have to take into account the, uh, the input rather than just beaming all of their content to the users. However, with the emergence of fast internet speeds now becoming widely adopted as networks upgrade their lines either through their existing cables or new fiber optic systems, the groundwork is being laid for streaming to revolutionize gaming. So let's quickly take a look at the current market and what we've got out there. Streaming services aren't new in the video game space and they're part of our daily lives outside of gaming. Services such as Netflix, BBC iPlayer, ITV Hub, All4 and Now TV, they're widely used in the UK. So currently out there we've got PlayStation Now and Nvidia GeForce. You've got Nintendo dab like dipping their toe in with Nintendo Switch Online although it's not really a streaming service for their new games. And you've also got Xbox Game Pass, but again, it's more of a kind of downloadable library of content. Let's take a look at each of these services in a little bit more detail. So first up, we've got PlayStation Now. Sony offers about 250 PS4 titles plus 350 other titles to stream or download. PlayStation Now is available for PS4 or PC, and all you need is a DualShock controller and a PSN account if you want to play on either platform. There's a number of PlayStation exclusive titles, like I say, 250 PS4 games and 350 other games. Sony recommends an internet connection of about 5 megabits per second or above, and a wired connection for the best experience. So looking at the details of PlayStation Now, it's $12.99 a month. You've got exclusive titles such as God of War, Bloodborne, uh, the Uncharted series, The Last of Us, plus loads of other PS4, PS3 and PS2 games. You can download games as well as do cloud saves, and it's, like I said before, it's available on the PlayStation and the PC. Uh, and the requirements for PlayStation Now, 5 megabit per second internet, 
a DualShock controller and a PSN account. So next up we've got GeForce Now. NVIDIA GeForce Now isn't like previous entries in the list, who mainly provide content. GeForce Now is about providing you the capability to play AAA PC games on any device running Bootcamp. So rather than pay a subscription service for a library of games, you buy the games as per normal through Steam, Battle.net or Epic Game Store. It's free during its beta test, uh, and you can play games such as Assassin's Creed Origins, um, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Civilization V, Injustice 2, or Shadow of War. It's available on PC and Mac. Uh, they recommend a little bit higher requirements for internet connection, so that it's a minimum of 25 megabits per second, um, or really it should be around 50 megabits per second internet connection is recommended. Um, and that's a Mac OS 10.10 .10 or higher, or Windows 7 64-bit or later. So a little bit of a different entry there from NVIDIA GeForce, but it is a streaming service allowing you to play the latest AAA games, so it is really interesting. Um, next up we've got Xbox Game Pass. Um, as we mentioned before, Game Pass isn't a streaming service, it's more like a downloadable library of content, although it really shows Microsoft's intentions into what they could do in a streaming service, and we'll get on to uh, what Microsoft's plans are in a minute. So in terms of Game Pass, it's $7.99 a month. You've got more than 200 games, including Halo 5 Guardians, Crackdown 3, Forza Horizon 4, Gears of War 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Sea of Thieves, and more. You can play selected games through Windows 10, Play Anywhere, uh, and it's available on Xbox and the PC. Although it's not a streaming service, it is worth a mention that it could potentially be rolled into whatever Microsoft Project xCloud turns into. And finally we've got Nintendo. Uh, so Nintendo um, are kind of dipping their toe in the water with streaming services in Japan. In 2018, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Resident Evil 7 were tested, but Nintendo are yet to bring these services to the West. However, they're really interesting moves from Nintendo. Historically, Nintendo have been behind the curve with regards to online services and features to their games. Starting on a strong platform and capitalising on the success of the Nintendo Switch could be a really good move. So that's what we've got out there at the minute. Uh, let's take a look at the new players that are about to enter the game. As well as the traditional big three, we've got a number of new players coming into the game and they come with significant technology and financial advantages. So first up we've got Project Stream from Google. The software giant, they've been testing their Project Stream in 2018 with Assassin's Creed Odyssey being playable through the Chrome browser. In 2018, Google hired former Xbox and PlayStation executive Phil Harrison and they've been picking up game developers ever since. It's not yet known if the streaming service will have some kind of physical element like a console or a dongle perhaps that you could put, plug into a monitor or a TV or will it just be available through the browser? Project Stream requires 25 megabits per second minimum and apparently the results are really impressive and you can check out a video on thisweekinvideogames.com just uh, go, to, go to the website and uh, you'll see the Impact of Streaming Services article near the top of the page and, che and check out the results for um, Google's Project Stream, it's really impressive. So one benefit of Google's Project Stream is how easy it is to get up and running. Simply go to the website in Chrome, sign in and start playing. Google also have a project codename Yeti, which is rumoured to be the hardware component of Project Stream. Perhaps this is something similar to a Chromecast device, enabling any device with a USB port to become a console. 
and we should find out more from Google during their scheduled GDC keynote this year. So really exciting stuff. So next up, let's take a look at Microsoft Project xCloud. So Phil Spencer talked about Project xCloud at E3 2018. And Project xCloud is the ability to play Xbox games on any device, anywhere, where you have a good enough internet connection. Kareem Chowdhury discussed more in a blog post in, on Microsoft's blog in 2018. Kareem said, The future of gaming is a world where you're empowered to play the games that you want, with the people that you want, whenever you want, wherever you are, and on any device of your choosing. So, pretty big, uh, a pretty big vision there from the corporate vice president of... Uh, gaming cloud at Microsoft, Kareem Chowdhury. So Microsoft believe they've got the technology and the content to be one of the biggest players in the video game streaming service market. So they've been developing their Azure cloud network to help keep the latency low, and Microsoft have been openly trading in a library of content with its users through Xbox Game Pass, as we mentioned before. So Microsoft, they're testing their service in 2019, and I'm sure we're going to get more details at this year's E3. So next up we've got Amazon. So Amazon already owned Twitch, and they're the biggest broadcaster in the live video game content creation. There's rumours of Amazon going into the video game market by capitalising on their install base with Fire TV, the Echoes, and the handheld device range. Amazon may yet have an ace up their sleeve with Amazon Web Services, the cloud-based infrastructure. Reports have stated that any service from Amazon wouldn't be available until at least 2020, so we may have to wait and see um, a little while before um, Amazon reveal their hand. So next up we've got Apple. So Apple are rumoured to be entering the video game streaming service business according to the website Cheddar. Um, discussions with developers started in the latter half of 2018, uh, and the service would be a subscription service for unlimited access to games per month. The exact details of the price and the content haven't yet been revealed. However, Apple have been recently investing in services rather than hardware due to slowing sales in 2018. So they're merely rumours at the minute. However, Apple's investment in music services could pave the way for a similar game service in the not-too-distant future. So, a lot of new players coming into the game there with technological and financial might. So... Could the could the big three be worried? Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting. It's going to be. Um, it seems like 2019 is going to be the year where the big players kind of reveal their hand. So next up, I want to take a look at uh, the impact that streaming services have had on broadcasting here in the UK and also in the US. So TV and movies have already seen the impact of streaming services with Netflix, Amazon iPlayer, YouTube, Facebook and Hulu taking on traditional broadcasters. In 2019, new players will enter the video streaming market with Disney and AT&T looking to launch their services. So Disney have got a wealth of content including, including traditional Disney, Pixar, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Star Wars, National Geographic and ESPN. In the UK, the BBC and ITV have announced their plans to join forces and release their BritBox service to combat the streaming services from the US. Younger audiences have moved away from traditional broadcasting as content is now available to them anywhere and on multiple devices. This has led to traditional uh, scheduled broadcasting companies having to change or risk being left behind. Let's take a look at some of the impact highlights from streaming services on traditional broadcasters. 
So only 18% of TV shows in the US increased their ad rates in the autumn of 2018. A growing number of TV shows in the US now have a median viewer age of 60, falling outside of the 18 to 49 range that the advertisers want to get to. And 24% of families no longer subscribe to traditional cable TV in the US compared to 16% in 2017. In July 2018 in the UK, there were more subscriptions to Netflix, Now TV and Amazon rather than traditional cable and satellite services like Sky and Virgin Media. And traditional broadcasters face losing up to £1 billion per year if Amazon, YouTube and Facebook become the dominant players in the TV game. In summary, traditional broadcasting companies are losing ad revenue and they're losing their younger audiences as content is available on more devices on demand. TV streaming services have come to market and now they're starting to dominate the companies that once ran the show. So what could the impact be on video games? in regards to streaming services. So it's the impact on video games is no doubt going to be a big deal. The following is speculation as we don't know exactly how it's going to play out but some comparisons could be made to TV, movie and music industries. So could the traditional companies become less relevant? So the video games industry has been run by three main players for approximately 20 years with Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo. We've seen in the TV and the music industries traditional companies becoming less relevant. Perhaps the streaming services weren't taken too seriously by the TV execs. But now we're seeing the streaming services flexing their financial muscles with Netflix spending up to $15 billion on content in 2019. And that's five times the budget of the entire BBC. Could we see a major player in the video game space lose out? Could one of Sony, Microsoft and Nintendo be usurped by one of the new players? It could happen. With Google, Amazon and Apple reportedly looking to enter the market, they bring their wealth of technological experience and engineering teams with them. Streaming services are all about delivering a massive amount of data to the audience and responding to the instant feedback. Could that technological advantage pay dividends here? So also, each of the new players has amazing reach across the globe with hardware and software in many homes already. If streaming games was made possible on all Android, Amazon, iPhone or iPads instantly, then those audiences could easily move away from traditional consoles if the barriers and the friction was removed as well. So since the 80s, we've been buying consoles to put under our TVs at home or in our bags as we play games on the move. Could the impact of video game streaming services mean the end of consoles? Google released Chromecast to the world allowing us to stream video content to our TVs. Perhaps they'll announce something similar, allowing us to stream games and connect a controller to any TV or any monitor. Everyone's got a phone and some people even have two. Could these devices be used as mobile gaming consoles as companies look to take advantage of the wealth of devices out there right now? Or could the removal of the console be a good thing? Perhaps less cables and physical clutter is a good thing for everyone. For me though, it would be a really sad day when consoles are no longer produced, as opening one up has always been the highlight of my year. I remember the last time I opened up a console was the Nintendo Switch on the day of release, and I bought that with Breath of the Wild. And uh, yeah, there's nothing like opening the new console. This event has marked so many of my birthdays, holidays and days off work in my lifetime. It would be, would be super sad. 
But then there's the price. I mean, in the TV space, uh, the price of a monthly subscription to a streaming service is approximately the same as going out to the movies or even less. This perceived low price uh, for the wealth of content draws in customers and then gets them, gets them hooked on that habit, providing cheap on-demand content on every device that you own. So could this be the end of the £60 video game? Currently we've got streaming services um, we've got streaming service prices between $7.99 and $12.99. I'd imagine the price point would be an interesting battleground for companies, as there's certainly an expectation from the TV streaming services themselves. And then there's the instant access. I mean, we could be looking at a future where we can play the latest game on any device where our internet connection is fast enough. I mean, I remember hosting Provo sessions at my house where friends had come over to play, and, but now we could be on the move or at home or at work and play the latest AAA games with our friends. That's no small feat of engineering. Looking how far we've come in the past few years really blows my mind. And in summary, there's so much to look forward to with the world of streaming services and video games, and 2019 looks to be the year where the major players come into the market and shake things up. So what do you think about video game streaming services? Let me know um, on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. Are you a customer of PlayStation Now? Um, are you looking forward to, what, to see what Microsoft and Google are doing? Um, do you think Apple or Amazon are going to enter the market? Uh, let me know. Uh, send us in your uh, questions and comments on the podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. Um, or you can check out the full article on thisweekinvideogames.com. So, uh, yeah, check it out and let me know what you think. Right, next up, uh, let's go into the news this week. So, first of all, Nintendo have come out uh, with some really good announcements recently. Uh, First of all, Pokemon Switch is now Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, So, the Pokemon Company revealed uh, a new Pokemon game coming to Nintendo Switch. We've got Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, and that's going to be set in the brand new Gala region, which kind of um, so the Gala region features industrial cities, mountains, open fields, and looks a little bit like the UK. So hopefully with uh, less rain. <laughs> uh, the Pokemon Company also revealed the three starter Pokemon. We've got Grookey, who's a grass Pokemon, Scorbunny, who's the fire Pokemon, and Sobble, who's the water Pokemon. So the Pokemon Direct, it was only approximately seven minutes long. However, it was packed full of details. Um, it's, it appears that Pokemon Sword and Shield will reintroduce random encounters after m- the Pokemon Company moved away from that in Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, released in the latter parts of 2018. Uh, however, if you want to check out the full Direct, go to thisweekinvideogames.com and uh, search for Pokemon Direct. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield are coming to Nintendo Switch later in 2019. Okay, next up we've got another announcement uh, from Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo announced their latest addition to Nintendo Switch Online for March. And we've got Kid Icarus and we've got Star Tropics. They're coming to Nintendo Switch Online on the 13th of March to add to an already great NES lineup. So Kid Icarus, that was originally released in 1987 for the NES and is a cult platform game. And it was a huge hit when it was released. Um, the main protagonist, Pit, he later featured in Super Smash Bros. Brawl and in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate recently as well. Uh, we got Star Tropics as well. Uh, that's an action-adventure video game released by Nintendo in 1990. 
Uh, unlike most N Nintendo games, it was never released or intended to be released in Japan. It was only ever released in North America and Europe. So both games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online on the 13th of March 2019. So next up we've got another announcement from Nintendo as well. Uh, with Toy-Con 4, which includes a build-your-own Nintendo Labo VR goggle set. So Nintendo continue their strong announcements in recent weeks with their latest announcement of a new Labo kit uh, with Toy-Con 4. So there's a few options you can buy. You've got the, um, you've got the full Toy-Con 4 VR kit, and that includes um, six Toy-Cons. So you've got the VR goggles, a blaster, a camera, an elephant, a bird, and a wind pedal. Uh, and then, or you can separate it out and do a starter kit with a couple of expansion kits. So the Toy-Con 4 VR starter kit includes the VR goggles and the blaster. And expansion set 1 includes uh, the camera and the elephant. And expansion set 2 includes the bird and the wind pedal. So Nintendo announced it on Twitter saying, Introducing Nintendo Labo VR kit, a unique first VR experience that kids and families can build themselves launching on the 12th of April 2019. So you can find out more about that on uh, thisweekinvideogames.com. Just go to the website and type in Labo. Okay, next up we've got news that CD Projekt Red, they're going to be at E3 this year. Cyberpunk 2077 is an upcoming action RPG adapted from the 1988 tabletop game Cyberpunk 2020. It's set 57 years later in the dystopian Night City in California an open world with six distinct regions. So the game's going to be shown in depth this year's E3 with CD Projekt Red announcing on Twitter, for those of you asking, yes, we will be at this year's E3. So at E3 2018, CD Projekt Red showed off 48 minutes of the game behind closed doors, which was later released on YouTube. So Cyberpunk 2077 is definitely one of the most anticipated games coming to PC and consoles. However, we don't have a release date yet, so as well as the uh, gameplay, the release date might be coming at this year's E3. Um, so if you want to check out the video of last year's E3 with the 48 minutes of the game uh, that was played behind closed doors, go to thisweekinvideogames.com and search Cyberpunk 2077. So next up we've got news that uh, Microsoft are releasing an Xbox that doesn't have a disk drive. So according to Windows Central, Microsoft have been experimenting with a diskless Xbox codename Xbox Maverick and it's coming in May 2019. The new console will be called Xbox One S All Digital Edition. So the console will be a regular Xbox One S but it won't take discs to play the games. You'll have to download them through Microsoft's online services. The announcement of this Xbox console isn't related to the new Xbox which is rumoured to be released in 2020. And this follows on from Microsoft kind of laying the groundwork for a lot of digital services. We've got rumours of them going to GDC and maybe putting Xbox Live on Switch and mobile devices too. Now they're releasing an Xbox that doesn't take discs. So it really looks like Microsoft are laying the groundwork for their all kind of digital future, which is yeah really interesting. So we've got more news from Microsoft uh, with perhaps the Master Chief coming to the PC. So Inside Xbox returns next week, it promising exciting news for Halo, the Master Chief Collection. So rumours have been rife this week with Halo, the Master Chief Collection reported to be coming to PC really soon. Microsoft have released a teaser trailer for the upcoming Inside Xbox, uh, which you can watch on thisweekinvideogames.com. 
Um, so as well as featuring uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, there's also news of Day uh, Day Z, uh, One Piece World Seeker, and Xbox Game Pass as well. So Inside Xbox uh, will be broadcast on Mixer and on Twitch at 10 p.m. on Tuesday, the 12th of March, and we'll be sure to bring you all the latest news from that announcement the day after. But yeah. If, if the Master Chief Collection is coming to the PC, that is fantastic news. So next up we've got some news from Apex Legends and Respawn and their artists have released a lot of Apex Legends artwork out there on the internet. So um, Apex Legends artists have shared their work in a blog post um, released yesterday. They announced the release on Twitter saying today many of our amazing artists shared their work for Apex Legends and we've got all the artwork bundled up here. Um, so if you want to check out the artwork, it's really fantastic. Go to thisweekinvideogames.com and search Apex Artwork. Uh, and the blog post was written by Todd Sue, and that's Apex Legends Art Director. And uh, the artwork details the environments, the characters, weapons and gear. And Todd thanks the team and the community for the support so far. And like I say, it's a beautiful collection of work and well worth looking through. So yeah, go to thisweekinvideogames.com and uh, check out the collection. So finally in the news this week we've got a new season in Destiny 2 Forsaken called The Season of the Drifter and that launched this week on uh, Tuesday at Reset. So Season 6 of Destiny 2 started on the 5th of March and it's called The Season of the Drifter and this season will bring a whole bunch of new content for all players of Destiny 2 including those just with the base game um, but also Destiny 2 Forsaken and annual pass content holders as well. So in terms of content for everyone, we've got Gambit private matches, there's new Gambit maps, there's a power increase, new triumphs and lore, an exotic quest, and new pinnacle weapons. Annual pass owners get new Gambit Prime, which is a new single round mode of Gambit, uh, which looks fantastic. Uh, we've got Gambit player combat roles, which look awesome. Uh, we've got Gambit, new Gambit Prime weapons, gear, and glows. And we've got the Reckoning as well. So it's a new pinnacle PvE mode, um, similar to other kind of horde modes Destiny have done before, but that looks fantastic. We've got Invitations of the Nine, which were previously labelled as Zur Bounties. And then we've got the Allegiance Quest. So it looks like Bungie are laying out the groundwork for, could it be Destiny 3? Um, but they're, they're, it's the Allegiance Quest where you can pick between the Drifter and the Vanguard, so you can actually align yourself I mean, we've been aligned with the Vanguard uh, for five years, so it's it, it's a really interesting turn from Bungie. And uh, we've got Gambit private matches as well, and new maps, and we've got Power Surge bounties to get us up to 640 power, nice and quickly. And that was, I think, that was one of the issues that I had with the Siege, season of the Forge, was um, when I went to play that content, I was just nowhere near power level, and it was just grind, grind, grind to get to. Uh, to get to that power level uh, and it's just something that I, I really didn't want to do so the season of the forge really passed me by but now with these power surge bounties you can get up to 640 power nice and quickly so that's a great move from Bungie so we've got season of the drifter it looks packed full of great content we've got the story moving forward with the guardians choosing between the vanguard and the drifter and revealing uh, more of his mysterious backstory that's going to be great um, also, we've got the Drifter's risky allegiance with the Nine, and could that be one roll of the dice too many for the Drifter? We'll see. But Gambit looks like it's taken to the next level through Gambit Prime, 
Uh, we've got the player combat roles, which include the Reaper and the Invader. They come with their own glows and their colour scheme, allowing you to taunt your opponent at the start of the game. And it looks like you're covered in the snake skin of the Gambit logo, which glow different colours um, depending on your different roles. So that looks really good. And then we've got the Reckoning. So this looks to build on Escalation Protocol and the Blind Well in Destiny 2 Forsaken. Uh, so winning a round of Gambit Prime allows you entry into this new wave-based endgame mode where you can understand more about the Nine and earn top loot and rewards in this pinnacle PvE mode. You know, Let me know if you've jumped into the Season of the Drifter, uh, Season 6 of Destiny 2. Uh, send in your uh, comments and uh, tips uh, at podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com. Uh, I'm definitely going to be jumping in uh, when I get back from my holiday. And uh, yeah, can't, get, can't wait to get reacqu reacquainted with uh, Destiny 2. So that's it for the news this week. Uh, let's check out the charts. So this week we've got three new entries in the top 10. Um, first up at 10, um, we've got Trials Rising Gold Edition, and that's straight in there at number 10. Uh, next at number 9, we've got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is uh, up one from number 10 to uh, number 9. And then number 8, holding steady, we've got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Down 2 from 5 to 7, we've got Metro Exodus. And then straight in there at number 6, we've got Dirt Rally 2. Down 1 from 4 to 5, we've got Red Dead Redemption 2. And then at number 4, we've got a new entry with the Lego Movie 2, the video game. Down 1 from 2 to 3, we've got Far Cry New Dawn. And then up one from three to two, we've got FIFA 19. And still in there, at number one, we've got Anthem, which is, uh, which is quite surprising, to be honest, um, considering the, uh, the reception that's been, that's been given. Many, many reviews been giving it somewhere like a 6.5, 7, 7.5 out of 10. Um, but it still shows that um, the sales are, are going strong. I know we had reports um, back in um, a couple of weeks ago that the physical sales in the UK were about half of Mass Effect Andromeda. But I guess that goes to show uh, just how many people are buying digital these days. So that's it for the charts this week. Let's have a look at what's coming up next week. So coming up we've got Devil May Cry 5. That's coming out on PC, PS4 and Xbox. That's coming out on March the 8th. Also on March the 8th, we've got Kirby's Epic Yarn, that's on the 3DS. So on the 12th of March, we've got a couple of games. We've got Dissidia Final Fantasy NT Free Edition, that's coming out on PC and PS4. And we've got MX vs. ATV All Out Anniversary Edition coming out on PC, PS4 and Xbox, that's also out on the 12th. On the 14th, we've got Motorsport Manager, that's coming out on the Switch. And on the 15th, we've got the big one, Division 2, that's coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, also on the 15th as well, we've got Fenimore, Fenimore Fillmore, Three Skulls of the Toltecs, that's coming out on PC. And on the 15th as well, we've got Lego Marvel Collection, that's out on PS4 and Xbox. And finally, we've got One Piece World Seeker, that's coming out on PC, PS4, and Xbox, also on the 15th. So just having a look at what's coming up there, I think the Division 2 is the one that really stands out for me. Um, but if we get time, Kirby's Epic Yarn looks pretty good. Devil May Cry 5, I've heard uh, good things good things about. But the Division 2 is the one that really, that really sticks out for me. 
Fantastic. So that's what we've got coming up next week. Uh, and let me just take the time out again to say, um, check out another great video games podcast. It's uh, Games My Mum Found. It's a podcast where each week the host dives into a different retro game. Some games are great and some are not. Uh, and Games My Mum Found is found on Podbean uh, at gamesmymumfound.podbean.com. That's gamesmymumfound.podbean.com. And uh, yeah, check out Games My Mum Found. It's a fantastic uh, retro video games podcast, so go and check it out. So that's it for this week in video games for today. Don't forget to get in touch about anything you've heard on the show. And if you like what you hear, do subscribe and leave us a nice review on iTunes. Uh, It really helps us get the word out about the podcast. Uh, On next week's episode, um, it's super exciting. We've got a very special guest. Uh, We've got Joe Humphrey from Inkle Studios, and we're talking about their upcoming game, Heaven's Vault. Uh, Inkle were kind enough to give us a preview copy of Heaven's Vault, so we'll be looking at first impressions of the game next week, plus that interview with Joe. We'll also be taking a look at The Division 2, and uh, as we do every week, we'll be rounding up the week's news. So we're always looking for input on the show, so do contact us on podcast at thisweekinvideogames.com or get in touch via Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. Search This Week in Video Games everywhere and get involved. I hope you have a great week and uh, yeah, we'll get together again really soon to chat about video games. Uh, Until then, I'll see you soon.